Welcome Wargamers, join your hosts, Falco and Monty, two Canadian wargaming enthusiasts, as we explore all aspects of tabletop wargaming. We roll dice, talk tactics, share hobby hacks, and explore new tabletop systems, all on the Trident Wargaming Podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Trident Wargaming. I'm your host, Andy, and with me today, I have one of our uh, community leaders in the Battletech universe here in uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. We have Mr. Stephen Barton here. How's it going? Hey, Andy. It's going pretty well. Thanks. Good, good, good. Um, Today, obviously, it's all about Battletech. Uh, So... We're pretty much going to be talking about communities, you know, um, a little history on Stephen here himself on, uh, you know, um, how he got into Battletech and, and what he does for Battletech and throughout the communities and community building and whatnot. And then also some other stuff that he's got in the works. So, um, yeah, so usually uh, right off the bat, what we end up starting with is a little bit of hobby time. So um, what do you got going on? What do I got going on for hobby time? Yeah. Anything on right. the Battletech te- uh, projects or? Uh... Um. Yeah, I've got. I I actually have a. I don't even know how to describe it. A degenerative disorder or something like that with my <laughs> palms. So I can't actually. Gri- I don't have any grip strength. Okay. So painting for me is absolutely hellaciously difficult. Um. But I've got. My painter is two years behind on Battletech. He's got about 45 vehicles, 100 and some mechs, and 120 battle armor right now, in addition oh, to wow. the other stuff he's working on. That's what I got um, for painting to go right now. Uh, and I'm actually at a break for pretty much everything else. I'm uh, just running a, you know, just kind of reloading for, for 2022, just getting all my projects set up for campaigns and everything like that right now. Just mm-hmm. brainstorming. Nice, yeah that that can uh, that can take some time to do. Uh, definitely, yeah. like you know, if you're doing tournaments or events or, or campaigns or or however it goes, right? So I know I've done that too in the past, and it's uh, it's it's a little uh, a little bit of work <laughs> to say you know, a lack of yeah. uh, words, but it's, uh, but it, in, yeah. the, in the end, it's it's quite uh, quite pleasing to see players enjoying what you put out and stuff, right? So. Yeah, it's one of the one of the best feelings in the hobby, and I know for myself, for for the majority of my campaigns, I always try and look at it as I I have to have an idea that's so good it needs a campaign, not just like yeah, let's let's do this right. Mm-hmm. So because I want it, I want it to be memorable, and I I try and get them to run for you know one to three years, kind of I find it's the sweet spot. So oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's uh, I guess that's uh I guess BattleTech's a little different for uh, you know for campaigns or and whatnot, eh, compared to maybe some yeah. other, other games. Um, I know, I know I found myself with bolt action, like I'm trying to work up a campaign for the local group here as well. Um, okay. but it's, uh, kind of, it's, 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 I need time, right? Like it's, I can't just mm-hmm. throw it together and, and I know it's going to be a, a long session and I just, yeah. I just want to make sure guys are going to be good with it. So, 
Um, yeah. So yeah, so biotech. If you want, like, yeah, jump into some detail for that, and uh, or even first, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, about how you got into biotech. You know, what you do in the biotech universe. You know, and um, and and what you you know what you've done, and and just your experience actually. Sure. Yeah. I uh, so I started playing BattleTech. It'll be seven years this October. Um, like for regular play, I I bought the starter set uh, at the time, the old twenty two. I think it was about <laughs> twenty two plastic minis uh, that were you know they were decent quality. Some of them weren't so great. Uh, I bought that at Century Box actually in in twenty fifteen. Okay. Um, I was down there. Uh, I I would go out every. I was still in school at the time. And I'd go out every fall, every you know fall break or so every winter break. I'd go out there to Canmore for a few days with my brother and my my dad. And we were there, and I just I saw the BattleTech box. And at the time, I had been involved. I'd been heavily involved in coaching football for uh, about six or seven years. I had just gotten out of it because it was it was too much of a time commitment. It was uh too competitive and i get affected my school too much it affected my relationships too much and i I finally just had to quit i was burned out and that lasted about four months and then i was like i need something to do i'm going crazy here (laughs) just and uh so i started looking at wargaming because it was something i'd always been interested in but i had you know i'm i'm from south of south of the city and i grew up in a pretty small area and there wasn't really a big community for it uh when i was growing up like you know in the middle of you know near millet there it's not exactly a uh, haven of of wargaming so i didn't really have anybody to play with so at the time it was between uh warhammer fantasy which i love and uh battletech um because as a child i played uh when i was like six or seven mech warrior two uh the yes. one where it was the refusal war between the jade falcons and the wolves and yes <laughs> yeah, and that was my experience. My uncle, who was like, you know, played Battletech, played RPGs, played video games and lived near me, w- like, let us play this game when I was, you know, six. My brother was nine and like, oh, my God, I'm piloting this giant mech and it's the craziest thing ever. And like, I- it was the coolest thing to me when I was that age. And, you know, he had the joystick and everything and it like it felt like you were piloting it. You know, I think in the third mission of one of the campaigns, you're you're in this burning factory and a Nova comes out and you've been piloting like a light mech the whole time. And like the, when this thing popped up on my targeting it, like 12 ER mediums, it was the scariest thing I'd ever seen in my <laughs> life. Right. at six. And so that was my introduction to Battletech. Uh, I got a couple of novels from the library and read them at the time, but you know, then I just, you know, I was six. I moved on to other things. I didn't have any money to buy minis. I couldn't paint or anything like that. But you know, 19 years later, I when I was coming back, it was down to Warhammer Fantasy and Battletech. I, I liked them both. And that was right when GW decided that Warhammer Fantasy was going away. Um, okay. And Battletech, I, this is how I talked myself into it. I'm a poor college kid. I have no money. I'm like, okay, I only need to buy four mechs, right? I, I buy four mechs. I can play one Lance. I can play that forever. I have behind me... If you add up the mechs, the vehicles, the battle armor, about a thousand units. <laughs> so well, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's a, I think it's not a bad start. Uh, there's two, two or three guys locally that have me crushed. <laughs> um, there's one guy who is actually my, my skirm partner. Okay. And he, he has, you know, back when it was battle droids. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. He has all of the original battle droids and eight of the battle droids behemoths. Oh, wow. He has the Radical Fury Spider. He has every convention exclusive for like a 20-year period. Like, I've bought 200 mechs off him, and I've barely dented his collection. Wow. <laughs> wow that's crazy. But, uh, you know, he's been in it again since, you know, 1984 or whatever, since it was yeah. Battle Droids. So, yeah, it's um, it's been around for a while, that's for sure. And uh, yeah. I, I, it's funny, how, you know, you're telling your story there. Um, like when I, myself, I was, I played it with a bunch of high school friends. Uh, yeah. You know, two brothers that introduced me to it. Funny enough, the older brother was named Steven as well. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was between Warhammer 40K and Battletech. Yeah. And uh, I actually had given up Warhammer 40k for like six years and strictly just played Battletech, right? My introduction, yeah. my introduction was, you know what, you're part of a unit. It was kind of like a Mech Warrior Battletech, the role, you know, more Mech Warrior role playing. And uh, you know, I was fighting for a position on a on a clan star with a certain Mech, and luckily mm-hmm. enough, I was able to jump into a Hunchback 2C, so <laughs> which was still one of my favorites, right? But um, yeah, but yeah, same kind of thing, right? Like just didn't really have enough, you know, too much money, had enough money to buy minis, but it took me like three weeks to get it kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's pretty cool. How it, uh, very similar to just getting yeah. into the game. Right. And then, um, and then eventually I just, the two friends kind of disappeared. They went into the military and that was it. Yep. Yeah. So that's a pretty, it's a pretty common story that a lot of, a lot of the guys who were coming back, a lot of the laps players, they had, you know, their, their two to four guys they played with for however long it was from a year to 10 years. And then, you know, life happens, people move, jobs change, guys go away. And, and a lot of them just woke up one day and, you know, it had been five years since they played. It's, it's funny though. Cause like the last, well, since the Kickstarter finally, you know, got delivered and stuff and, the, the new box set started coming out as soon as I opened up the, the box set and like introduced it to Bill and, and a couple other buddies, I was like, yeah, I still remember how to do some of this stuff. Yeah. Like you don't forget. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. And one of the wonderful things about Battletech is, you know, the rules have not really changed very much over the last 20, 30 years. They've evolved. Um, some things have been errated. Some things have been kind of clarified, but I mean, you pick up the 2011 printing of Total Warfare as opposed to the 2022 printing of Total Warfare and 85, 90% of it's the same. Yeah. You know, and you know, if you played in 1984 and you know what's on an Atlas D and you pick up an Atlas D, whatever it is, 35 years later, it's the same mech. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it, it's funny because um, in, in ways, a lot of people like that. And then of yeah. course, in, in depending on the game, um, and in yeah. way, and in ways, some people um, don't like that. Like they, they, they want an update. They want a change, right? Um, yeah. I know we're going through that with like Horus Heresy kind of stuff right now, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it's it's two completely different type of games. So. Yeah, um, very much so. But it, it is it, it is a good feeling though going back to, you know, starting to read the books again, like the rule books, and then realizing. 
Oh yeah, ammo explosions. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> machine guns suck for that, right? <laughs> yep, 200, 200 rounds is four hundred points. It'll take out your super heavy pretty much. Pretty much, pretty much. But yeah, just it's, stuff like that, right? So yep, yeah. And I mean, and for me, you know, when I was getting into it, 20, 2015 there was I honestly can say I think one of the kind of one of the not the darkest periods probably the wrong way to put it but one of the quietest periods for BattleTech like you know at the time I was you know still pretty young and full of energy and had my new max and I just I just wanted to play with somebody and and at the time you know uh just trying to find a game was tough um you know I went on the I went I looked a couple places and couldn't really find anybody playing I ended up going on the official forum um, and kind of making a post and being like, hey, is anybody in Alberta playing? And I ended up meeting a guy in Hinton. Okay. Um, and then another guy who answered was in St. Albert, uh, was in the process of moving there from, from Manitoba. Um, guy named Derek, he's a really good friend of mine now. We've been playing together for, for seven years. But nice. uh, the guy out in Hinton, JD, um, you know, was the first guy I got to go play with. So, I mean, I drove to Hinton. Um, played a guy stayed in his guest room overnight played him again the next day <laughs> and that's how i you know what i had to do to get a game in and in the process his uh his wife's sister was was dating a guy and they were out there camping who happened to drop by who was a local player in edmonton so him and i he played one of the days and i talked with him and you know i ended up getting invited to a game he was restarting that he'd been running and so that's how I got to play regularly with people. You know, I had to go to Hinton to meet someone's brother-in-law essentially to get a game. <laughs> Just to try to connect. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, at the time people, you know, people were selling collections. So, I mean, I was able to get minis, you know, for two bucks a mini, five bucks a mini, because people were, oh, I haven't played in 10 years. I'm getting out of it. And yeah. it was just a group of about six six or seven of us that were playing and then you know as as i kind of expanded and got to know people more you'd find like you'd hear you'd hear rumors you'd hear like you know i hear there's a cash game on the base on tuesdays but you got to know the password to get in you know and this group broke off but they only play clan invasion these four mechs every second sunday you know so it was it was oh, so wow. weird because it, it was such a it was such a small community but so insular the groups played with each other you know they didn't play with each other they knew each other existed but and it was a it was a weird situation and then of course you know gradually guys were coming in and you know the video games helped um mech warrior online was a big influence got a lot of people into it uh i know when that game came out for me it was like i'd only played mech warrior 2 who's house davian what's an atlas what what Where's my where's my Timberwolf? <laughs> <laughs> Influenced by the clans, were we? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Because I didn't even know the IS existed because they're talking about the refusal yeah. war in that game. And I had no idea who any of these people were. I remember I was on a bus to uh, to an Eskimos game with my brother who had backed it. And he was getting me into playing it. And we were like literally on Sarna looking up like, who are these people? Where is this? Like, mm -hmm. um, And then, yeah, now with the Kickstarter, I mean the active player bases, I would guess quadrupled, if not more. Yeah. Like just from, just from, you know, hearsay and whatnot and seeing people show up at the shop and stuff. Yeah. Um, like, it's like, where were all these guys before? Like, are the, were they all just playing in their basement or were, you know, was there even communities? I'm not sure, but this is awesome. 
Yeah, you know? no, it's great. Um, um, and there there must be like a huge influx of new players, though. Yeah, like not not just you know uh, older players finally getting together and, and taking that kind of you know secluded yeah. team of players that they play with, but now people are kind of mingling and stuff. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of weird because like BattleTech seemed to be a bit of a hidden gem. Yeah, for for you know for quite a while and. It's funny when I talk to these friends of mine who are who are like hardcore GW players, you know, I'm like, you know what? GW has a lot of fluff and a lot of books and stuff, but I guarantee you Battletech is right up there behind them. Like there's yeah. so much material for Battletech and the universe. Oh, yeah. It's it's insane and and it's it's awesome going back to it now and you know, starting to read some more of the novels that I never even knew existed and and you know, just yeah. catching up on stuff, you know, like Aiden Pride and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course myself, like I grew up with the cartoon. Yeah. You know, like and I just <laughs> love I still have the figures in my showcase, man. Like I got yep. al- almost all of them, right? Even the variants. So Yeah. Um yeah, those are awesome. But it's uh it's it's interesting how just an influx of players and like uh, even with like the the multiple groups that we have, you know, within our province here, um, yeah, you know, they all intertwine, and like, yeah, almost every few days, I'm getting a new person kind of asking to join in, kind of thing, right? Yeah, um, which is cool, and and it's nice to promote each other's groups and and the you know yeah. events and stuff that's happening, um, which we'll obviously get to here shortly as well, but. Um, yeah, it's a good time to be a BattleTech player. That is for sure. Yeah, and you know, it's I'm always reminded of of because of the the how big the renewal's been of the you know the line from LL Cool J. It's for for us guys who've been playing for a long time. It's you know don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. It's kind of the joke we always have about it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but like you know, it's it's really been great because I mean, there's been there's been guys I've played with in the last the last six months, last year that like. Yeah, like it's their first game and they're just excited to play. And there's guys who, you know, there's one guy who I remember uh, I ran an event in July, uh, just an intro tech event. And there's one guy at the table just sitting there just laughing the whole time. And I went over and was talking with him and he was just, it just tickled him that, you know, he played this game 25 years ago in his basement and to see 16 guys at two tables playing Battletech again, he just, he thought it was just the coolest thing ever. Right? <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah, and it's it's been interesting, kind of intertwining the groups and everything there. Um, you know, I I'm a I'm a Catalyst demo agent. I'm part of the Catalyst demo team. That's right. Uh, as of as of, oh boy, now the last two years have messed up my scale of time. Um, just before, uh, it was 2019 was when I when I applied for the demo team and, and got on. So. Just before, I think I ran three events in October of 2019. Um, then I got sick in January, and I had pneumonia, and I was out for a month. Um, and my plan at the time had been to start up, you know, a, you know, I wanted to do, I figured for the way Edmonton was structured at the time, I figured, you know, something like a league was probably a good idea where it's pretty, you know, it's pretty informal, but it's, it's something that's regular and consistent. And I'll get people playing again. Of course, with everything that happened in 2020, that completely went out the window and I never yeah. even got past the early planning stage there. And then last year uh, down in Calgary, um, cause they have, they actually have a, they have a league down there that has its roots back to, I think 
oh my gosh, 1999, 2000, something like that. Um, that's gone through four. This is the fourth iteration of it. Their Calgary BattleTech League. Um, you know, it ran from I think about 2000 to 2005 under one guy. Then one of the guys who's running it now took over for a couple of years. Then it was dormant for five years. Then one of my good friends, Bruce, uh, who's one of the who's the you know, catalyst agent down there, one of them ran it for a couple of years, and now uh, uh, Lee. Yep. Tom's and uh, Brett Tukowski have have brought it back, and I actually went down to play last year. So I I made that trip eleven times. Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, and it was a ton of fun. And and you, even just to see the differences in how the games played, two hundred, you know, what is it, two hundred fifty kilometers apart. You know, um, very different ideas of meta, very different ideas of what is good and what isn't good and like a different style of play. And, you know, you know, we're the two closest related communities in, in our province. Yeah. And yet it's completely different. Right. And it's, uh, it was really fun to go down there and meet all those guys and, and make connections and get to play with them. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I noticed that, uh, they have their own little podcast as well. They do. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah they do uh it's i've been on there twice it's been fun um nice. i got to do the winter interview because I, I did win the a side this year so <laughs> nice went down stole their stole their trophy and their lunch money and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's i'm gonna awesome when i go back next time when i go back for a for a practice game I'm, there's gonna be hit out on me but it's fine it's fine i don't want <laughs> but uh no, cool. great community great group of guys and i mean they've had so many new players that oh. between their podcast and the league that have come in and just just want to play BattleTech, man. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. I'm um, like I know I know with Industrial Park Games here, um, you know they've been I think probably the the center for yeah uh, BattleTech for sure. Um, yes, and I know a couple other shops sell it, but not a whole bunch of other shops actually like have games going on at their stores. Um, like myself, I'm kind of home base at, at Red Claw Gaming over here on the yeah. north side, but mm-hmm. um, I haven't really seen too too many people playing there. Yeah, um, and I don't know if it's just you know people either are already going to industrial park games or if they're just not really that many players on this side of the city. <laughs> I'm not sure, but uh, um, I think there's, there's a decent amount on the North side. Cause most of the guys that I, that I was playing with the last five or seven years, they're, they're North side guys. Are they? Um, okay. Yeah. We actually, we actually played at Red Claw briefly in 2015 was, was our home store for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. But they were, we, we were doing it Friday nights and they, they, I forget what they had, but they had something else. Probably magic. Basically yeah. I think so. Yeah. That was basically taking up their space, so we we moved around. We we were in a couple different places. A little game store um, that was right by Westmount, and then they moved to the north side. I forget the name of it now, but they did they folded. Um, okay. And then we were at we were at Tabletop Cafe Two downtown for like two or three years until the pandemic hit, and they they went under that location went under from that as well. Hmm. But yeah, all, almost all the guys I play with are north side guys. I'm I'm the only guy from the south part of the city, so I that's why I've always been driving up there for stuff because you know everyone else is up there. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and and with with industrial park games, I mean, I they're great because I I was I was phoning around uh, when this Kickstarter stuff was coming in, just just you know price checking and figuring out where I was going to get the stuff. I'd I'd originally backed the Kickstarter, but um, I had the choice of either finishing my college degree and going to see my girlfriend at the time who didn't live here, or 
buying my Kickstarter. So I, I gave up my Kickstarter uh, so I could finish my degree and go see my girlfriend, who's now my ex-girlfriend, so I chose wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I never never put that before Battletech. But, uh, and yeah, so when I was phoning around, I, I ended up phoning and I was talking to Rob on the phone and just kind of asking about some of the products and everything. And he was just asking me some questions. And he was he mentioned that he's like, oh yeah, I, you know, I used to play back in the day. And he said, yeah, there used to be vehicles and and stuff like that. And I said, oh yeah, those are all in the Iron Wind line and everything. And I could hear him type it on the computer. Oh wow, yeah, those are cool and everything. And I'm talking to him and I was like, you know, nobody up here is uh, is carrying that. Yeah. Is and he kind of and he kind of was like, oh yeah, you know, we'll look into it. But you know, I'd, I'd heard other stories say, like, oh yeah, you know, we'll look into it. And okay, nothing ever happened. And then a month later, I was in talking to him and he's like. Oh yeah, yeah, we we're we're gonna be distributing with them. I was like, Yes, we've got another place carrying the actual mini line because um what are they called in in St. Albert's? Mission had Mission carried. Frank. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, used to had carried it. And then they stopped and we actually the group I'm part of basically bought out their collection. And the sentry box used to as well, but then their supplier changed and there's something with their contracts that they can't get the medals in. Um, I don't claim to know it. The guys down there know it better than I do, but I think to my knowledge right now, IPG is the only place carrying the, the iron wind line. I think so too. Yeah. 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 Which is, which is why I know when I was looking at running stuff there, that's why I decided to run out of IPG there. I mean, they're all great guys, yeah, but makes, it's also just, you know, they're carrying them. They're carrying all the product lines. So. Yeah. But uh, it's good though. Like it's good that, uh, you know, one of the store stores has kind of championed the, the, uh, the yeah. game itself and then of course having somebody like yourself you know being a, a the catalyst demo agent and a long time vet into the game uh you know champion getting the community going and uh you know demos and uh, little events and then plus jason now yeah you know helping yeah. out in there which is, is really good um yeah. and i know he's been loving it he's been on like this binge <laughs> for battle tech like we play MacBoyer online <laughs> yeah. together all the time right and uh yeah it's great. It's great. And, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. uh, with all the new stuff coming out and new, you know, the books and the, the nice new minis and, you know, guys who like the old pure ones can still get them, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's really taking flight, um, for a game that's been around for a long time, but it's yeah. been kind of in the closet a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it's just yep. Battletech. What? You know, is that Robotech? Yeah. No, it's Battletech. You know, yeah, exactly. It was it was written off by a lot of people there in, um, and you know, the companies had some some you know there have been some some tough periods for the predecessors to Catalyst Games. You know, with yeah. with FASA and WizKids and that, and you know, it's an IP that just won't die. It's survived. You know, what three three changes of the hands at this point? It's gone through um, the dark ages. Literally. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's great to see it back. And I know for me, um, you know, one of the big ideas behind, behind the Edmonton Battletech League, which is, you know, the, a project I'm working on right now, and it's about to, about to start its inaugural season, was it was going back to that initial kind of, you know, the story I told here about when I started trying to play and just how hard it was to find a place and how difficult it was to, to get in, like once I was in, the community were great guys, easy to play with, um, really fun. You know, some of my best friends are guys I met playing BattleTech. Nice. But that initial just difficulty that I was like, it it shouldn't be 
this hard to get into a hobby that everybody loves. It shouldn't be this hard to have big stompy robots shoot other big stompy robots. And, yeah. um, you know, a couple of years ago, I was talking with, with Bruce, uh, Ford, who's one of the, the catalyst demo agents down there, uh, in Calgary did, has done, he did demos for me when I was learning, became a good personal friend. And I was kind of, I was down there visiting him and we were playing, a, you know, playing a game in his basement. And I was just kind of ranting about, you know, oh, this is, you know, we can't get any, like, you know, everyone, nobody talks to each other and this and that and sort of local problems. And he, he kind of listened and nodded his head and he was sort of just like, so what are you going to do about it? And I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, you can complain about it or you can do something about it. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, and I was, it was one of those, yeah, you're right, Bruce, but you got to be so right. And I really just wanted to make, you know, the public presence in Edmonton be a bigger thing. It's like, you know, just find a place where people can come out, see people playing, learn the basics. And then, I mean, if they want to go back and just play, I'm only going to play Dark Age, Golden Keshik, Clan Wolf in Exile with my buddy. That's fine. That's cool. But it's that getting them so they know there's that bigger community. They get that experience with the rules. Because, I mean, the rules of Battletech are deceptively simple for how complex they are, is how I would put it. <laughs> Once you're familiar with them, it's an easy game. But when you first start out, a lot of it doesn't kind of make logical sense, especially with newer game systems that are a little yes. more streamlined, right? Yes. It's a, it is it is a topic that's come up in conversation with a couple of friends uh, just comparing Battletech to, again, um, Titanicus as an example. Yeah. Um, and I've played both, and I love both. Um, my heart is more on the battle Battletech side just because of that's yeah. where I was at, right? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, just going through the rules with some of the buddies and like... Um, you know, having to look stuff up and this and that, and then it, it, it references other things. You know, some of the friends are like, there's so much to it. Like there's, there's tons of stuff that you have to go back to. And then like, there's charts and, and there's, um, you know, yeah. uh, just math problems pretty much is what the one guy said. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, there is a lot of detail to the game, but the one thing I keep, telling the boys too is like you know what like yes there's a lot of source books and yes there's a lot of info and stuff like that but the nice thing about Battletech is you can play with it as much of it as you want or as yeah. basic of it as you want yeah, right exactly um and there's such a good breadth of rules for it out there right now you know you've got everything from alpha strike which within itself alpha strike depending on how you're playing it can be completely basic or reasonably complex um you've got destiny and some of the destiny variants you see out there and then you've got classic and i know for me the reason i'm a classic player and the reason i i love classic so much is is the character of the mechs you know yeah um you know a, a vindicator to a hunchback is so different even though they're five tons apart right yeah and Every variant and every chassis can have its pros, can have its cons. You know, sometimes the fun can be, I'm going to take this mech I know is terrible and just try and make it work, right? And other times you can find something that, you know, there's a there's an infamous story in our group from a campaign I was running where uh, they were actually Clan Darkcast in the Wars of Reaving. And... They were actually they had actually come into the inner sphere as part of a raiding party, and they were in Korean space, and they're in a city fight, 
and they're fighting a bunch of Cretans, and there's a Kentaro right in front of the one guy. And he just stands, and he's, he's in a city, and he's like, ah, I'm not worried about it. Kentaros don't jump. <laughs> Kentaro K is the only jumping variant of Kentaro. That's what I happen to have. Jumped behind him, two six racks, two streak sixes, opens his back up, detonates him, he ejects. And, you know, for years, every time somebody's not familiar with the variants, and people are kind of, oh, what's the worst that can happen? You know, we just look at each other, well, Kentaros don't jump. <laughs> so, you Whoops. know, yeah, exactly, and, and it's it's those finding those 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 combinations, and I mean, now there's what is there three thousand nine hundred eighty six printed variants with BV of Mex or something like that, or without yeah. 3,700 3, 3, with. Like, there's so much out there you can do. I I know when I was getting back into it, like I was on that Catalyst site, like you wouldn't believe. And yeah. I was gobbling up all these uh, mech sheets. Like, I was just yeah. like, I'm going to be the dude with all the sheets. Like, <laughs> yeah, going fanatical here. Um, you know, but uh, it's great that it, they have access to it that easily, right? So, and yeah. uh, of course, there's other sources for stuff like that too. Yeah. But, uh, and the, the tech man now, it's, you know, you've got Sarna, which they're updating again. You know, for the some of the older guys, you've got the Heavy Metal Pro, which is a little out of date, but it does some things really well. You've got Mech Factory, which is a great app, and it's free. You can put it on your phone. Um, Catalyst has out the uh, companion app now for tablets and that. Like, so, for so you know, it's not the paper management it used to be either to, to go through, and you don't have to have 14 books or record sheets to find the one you want. You just type it in. There it is, right? Yeah. No, for sure. I even found one there. I just did a search and it was, uh, I think it was Fletch's Fletch, F-L-E-C-H-S. And uh, it, it's the same kind of thing as like what Callist is doing, except they have a whole database of all the mechs and mm -hmm. it's, it's an inter yeah. interactive, um, interactive mech sheet, right? Yeah. yeah um, I played with a guy two weeks ago that was using, I think, that exact one. So it was pretty, I found it and it's like, I, I was always having guys, do you have this sheet or do you know where I can get this sheet or you know where I can find this and, you know, go on master unit list kind of thing and search to see what book it's in. Okay, I got that book. You know, here's a PDF. Have at yeah. it, right? I'm like, well, you guys can use that program and you can easily print it out from there. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, there's some amazing resources. But that's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, kind of going back a little to your, to your, uh, your league that you're doing. Yeah. Um, so your league is starting up towards the end of the month, I believe. April 30th will be uh, the kickoff week. That's, yeah, that's correct. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it's starting off. And how many, how many players do you think you're going to, you'll have for that? Do you think? Um. So we opened formal registration yesterday. So that's, you know, name, basically your name, your Lance, your team name, that kind of stuff. Just really basic, really basic form. It's, it's on the group. Uh, but I kind of just done to see like, well, are we going to have enough? Is it going to be worth doing? I'd done like a, just kind of expression of interest type thing. And I think it was at 18 players. Oh, wow. Last I checked. Yeah. Um, and that's without a couple. There's, there's two or three guys that had been very active. Cause I, I had, a, you know, I have a Facebook group open and we'd done some polls and kind of, because at the end of the day, right. while I could have made every single decision for how the league was going to work and that it was better to, in my mind, to let everyone have that feedback and have their voices heard and how we kind of set things up. Um, 
And some of the guys who were super active in that and commented on everything and voted in every poll, I haven't heard from them yet. And I'm going to reach out to them in the next week or two, but it's <laughs> a situation where it's like, there's always a couple of guys. I mean, I'm sure you know this from organ- organizing tournaments. There's always a couple of guys that are in, they're in, they're in, they're in. And then the day of, you, you can't find them. They're on a milk carton somewhere, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm guessing final walk away number will be 14 to 20. That's a pretty good number. That is a pretty good number. 16 is ideal for scheduling. So (laughs) I, um, I just had a a bolt action event last month and I had 12 players and then I was able to snag a 13th, uh, onlooker who was interested and I got him to take my spot and, you know, kind of hands-on training right there. And then, um, nice. So yeah, that's, I mean, that many people, that's pretty good compared to, um, not comparing it to 40k, of course, but comparing it to other games like Horus Heresy and uh, uh, Bolt Action and some of the other games out there. That's you know that's a that's a bit of a better number than even those other systems. So that's a good thing, and it's it's I mean it's one of those games where it doesn't take very much to get into. So yeah, um, and I mean yeah, for a league you're going to need a lance. So yeah, exactly, and. Um, and again, like you said, you know, it's definitely welcoming new players to come in, to play, to learn the game, to have fun, of course. That's the main goal. And then also, yep. uh, obviously, veteran players to be active and playing as well and having fun and, and showing showing some of the, the young pups the ropes kind of thing, right? And um, Yeah. Uh, yeah, we... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to just uh, gonna say, like, it's it's a good... It's a really good start for the game that's coming out with a bang, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've of the eighteen guys who've who've expressed interest to me because uh, I'm not playing; I'm just admitting. Okay. Um. So that that number's not including me. Uh. And that's just for a bunch of reasons, just so that you know I can keep it as fair and impartial, and I'm not, you know, I don't have any skin in the game. So kind of to and kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But uh, of the eighteen guys who've expressed interest. Four of them are what I would call veteran players. Like they're guys I've known for five to seven years. Um, and they've got, ooh, I mean, 200, 200 plus games in, in the last five, six, seven years. Oh, wow. So they're veteran players. They're good players. Um, and then the other 14 are 20 games or less in the last, uh, last five years. So they're all guys who are, Laps players, new players, like it's, it's a very new group. It's a very, we, I wanted to go with, for a format, I wanted it to be as accessible to new players as possible. So we stayed away from the, you know, the later era tech and some of the more complicated rules and skill things you can do just because I wanted to play as close to just book battle tech as we could do. Yeah. You know, so you could buy the battle mech manual or get the quick start rules and you wouldn't be behind the curve. It wouldn't be, oh well, you don't have turn, you know, you don't have tournament operations and tactical operations and pseudo tech, and you know, you need this thing to get this thing to play. And you know, the vast majority of the intro tech mechs, they're in those the new plastics that have just come out. So, you know, guys aren't playing at a, even a mech advantage for disadvantage for what they can get, right? So, yeah, and I really wanted to make it. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, and and the nice thing about those new plastic kits is. Um, I found that a lot of the mech sheets yeah. are right on the site, like as a PDF, you yeah. can 
download. It doesn't cost you anything. And yeah. you can go from there, right? So, yeah. Um, but go ahead, continue. Yeah. And, you know, talking about kind of leagues that are in the province and everything, like, you know, Calgary, um, they run a very good league. I had a ton of fun playing in Calgary, but that is like, as an experience, that is a very, it's, it's a competitive, I would say it's a competitive and community experience on equal levels. Like, it's, it's, it's about building their community and about getting guys playing Battletech. But I mean, there is a, it's a $60 entry fee. It's a significant investment. Um, and like, you know, the guys down there are most, a lot of them are playing to, for fun, but there are guys down there who hundred percent playing to win, right? Hardcore, they're, yeah. Yeah. That, and they're, and they were great. I mean, like they were the first few weeks, especially there were so many veterans against new guy matches where the veterans would slow down and explain things and take their time and really help the new guys. But I mean, it was, it was a fairly competitive experience, which was, you know, a good thing. It was one of the reasons I went down to play. I, I personally had played the same six or seven guys for seven years. You kind of know where you fit in that, that hierarchy, but you know, you don't know how, how good you are in the grand scheme of the world, right? Like <laughs> you could be playing the six best guys in the world, or you could be playing six guys that they can't count to potatoes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and for, for league up here, because I knew we were going to have a less, less experienced community overall, I really wanted it to be, this is a community for, focused organization and we're keeping score because, you know, you that way it's more fun for everyone, right? But, you know, everyone's got to have a chance. Um, you know, everybody makes playoffs. Everybody has the chance to play spoiler and take the take home the big trophy at the end of the year. So that's pretty it's going to cool. be a great time. That's yeah. pretty cool. Nice. So. I'm going to have to spread the word a bit more amongst some of the other guys here for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty cool uh, with, with the event and, and whatnot and that kicking off here soon. Um, a little another s section I'd like to, to touch on because um, mm -hmm. I'm not too familiar with it myself, but yeah. like other events and like tournaments, is yeah. there is like North America? Is there a lot that go on, or is it more European? Is it like <sighs> it's kind of a mix i mean the last two years have been the last two years obviously so yes. it's been um i'm trying to think of north american ones i know there's one that they're holding in i think it's vancouver or a suburb in the fall okay um i'd have to look up the details i i, I just saw stuff about it last week it was announced but they um, do have they do have tourneys like yeah consistent there's kinda. Yeah, there's stuff at Gen Con. There's some really huge ones in Europe, um, in Germany and that. Um, but no, like the, the tournament scene has at least locally been uh oof, it's been many a year since there was a you know just a tournament in, in Edmonton. Um it's something that and kind of part of the idea of league, to be honest, is to to run that season and then to run an off season. And you know, in the off season, you know, once a month, once every two months, have some stuff. So to kind of get into, not to get too into it, but there's you know going to be a couple of there's a couple of theme tournaments I'm working on. So there'll be, you know, there'll be some Solaris stuff. There'll be a few other things like that. That'll be more of a let's play in one day you know, get two, three games in and, you know, either build them to another tournament later or have a result there. 
Um, and then the other thing that I kind of wanted to build into League in the offseason is to, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it or not, but there's a really simplified campaign system that um, has been produced and is Catalyst. They didn't do it themselves, but people have done it and they kind of recommend, they, one of the things they kind of recommend, but it's like a, it's essentially a drop-in campaign. Okay. And so it's uh, like, I've got the rules and everything for it. And there's, but it's basically like a succession wars era is the one that they recommend all you can do whenever, but it's, you start off with a, you know, a set pilot, set uh, sea bills to buy a mech, uh, like basic piloting upgrades and like a little, kind of like a mini SPA you can take. And then, you know, every scenario you show up to, you earn cert a certain amount of money, you, you know, you get more if you win, you get more if you don't get destroyed. But even if you get destroyed and your mech gets blown up, you're not dead. You can come back the next next time the campaign's run. You just make a little bit less money. Um, anything you destroy actually is, um, without like coring out, goes on the salvage list. And then anytime you want to buy a new mech, you can look at anything on those those lists as sort of like your salvage. Hmm. Um, and it's just like a really informal kind of drop in. You miss a session, you don't really miss much kind of a style of campaign and something like that is something I'd love to do kind of once a month for, for the people who can't make, you know, every Friday or every Thursday work and then they can still show up and play. Right. That it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause um, I was actually just asking some of the boys too, like how they felt about um, doing kind of a unit, based almost uh not so much role playing but more of kind of like unit based campaign where you know you guys are in this unit and you'll be fighting against myself which be you know be the the dungeon master yeah. kind of thing right and yeah. then throw a whole bunch of that kind of stuff in there just uh yeah having guys having you know a little bit having i guess it would be for me it would be to share what i experienced my first time around yeah playing battle yeah, right? very very similar to what you were talking about there for your first kind of campaign. And yeah, that, that would be cool. Um, that'd be super cool. I know for me, the first campaign I got to play in uh, was actually SLDF Liberation of Terra. Um, okay, that's and a that big was, one. <laughs> that was fun. And that one had been running on and off for actually a couple of years before I had I joined. So I joined the second mission they were on Terra. The first one was they, you know, they hot dropped and got ambushed as I came in, and like two-thirds of the lands got wiped. So the first mission I did was going to the prisoner of war camp to get him out. Mm -mm. <laughs> nice. And I and I learned some lessons that day because I, you know, we basically got to pick a lance, a light, medium, you know, heavy assault uh, of our choice, and then we basically would kind of meet the operational requirements for the mission. So for the for the liberation of the uh, con the concentration camp, I had taken a devastator. And we ran into like terrible luck. Like first two shots of the game, uh, one guy got hipped, another guy got gyroed on floaters. Ouch! And so the our flanking force got slowed, and I ended up me and one other guy ended up just in front of the gates of this fortress getting hammered. And the devastator went down on the last shot of the game to a jackrabbit, and it's AC two. <laughs> and I just. And I and I decided it for myself at that point in time. I was like, okay, I'm. That was a fun mech, but I couldn't really get away from people. I couldn't really protect myself. I needed my lance mates to protect me. I'm going to gravitate more towards things that are a little faster and learn the game where if I get in trouble, I can run away. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, yeah. No, it's and I I 
I like tournaments. I like the, you know, I like, uh, you know, leagues and tournament formats, but I mean, my heart of hearts, I adore campaigns. To me, that's where Battletech really shines is where it's, you're following a story and like, you can do anything in the Battletech universe, like depending on how, how much interest you have in the lore and everything. I mean, I've seen people run everything from television shows that are set in the Battletech universe, you know, they're a Comstar Entertainment production where we've got budgets and set pieces and like, you know, we we get instead of getting edge or something, we have cuts where we cut the action if something doesn't we don't like happens, but you know, cut too much, you get fired, you know, kind of a thing. Oh, that's to, different. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's completely different because you you got to play for action and you know play in your character, you know, to build your your own personal basically following to stuff where you know we've done SLDF Liberation of Terra. We've done. Um, I've actually ran before they published the material they've got now for Ill Clan. I did a late Dark Age Word of Blake Remnants campaign. Where they were actually hunting down and going after elite units that had, you know, been instrumental in stopping the word of Blake in the jihad as a sleeper cell. And that was a mix of a time of war and tabletop. So, you know, every third session was out of mech, in close, infiltration. And that game was a ton of fun. <laughs> oh, no doubt. So that and that's so, yeah. that's the beauty of it. There's so much you can do. Yeah. Right. And like, even if you just did a, you know, you, this is like, you know, your first campaign, you're kind of keeping it basic, but yeah. you're putting in some time and some effort to come up with a cool little storyline. You know, maybe, maybe it's, uh, you know, you're playing as clans and you're fighting, yeah. fighting for your right to be a mech warrior kind of thing or, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Trial right? of position is awesome. You know, um, and that's the kind of thing I'd love to share uh, with a couple of the close friends is, you know, that whole experience. Um, yep. And, and, and like you've uh, um, earlier, you know, it's kind of like been said that a lot of times Battletech sometimes is kind of like you're putting in a session, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, be it a campaign or being a role-playing thing or just having a skirmish. Um, the game is a little bit longer, can be, but, um, yeah. I mean, the more you play it, the, obviously the quicker you start getting at things. Um, but I found with, with the guys, myself, um, my little group there, they, we'd kind of play it like maybe once a month and, yeah. uh, yeah, like it's the last time I, I did, uh, a little gathering was, um, I had it ended up making some custom missions Yeah, and, um, you know, both both games are pretty fun. Um, people had a good time with it. There was one where you had to escort a, a recovery crew to a uh, an old facility, you know, a Star League facility that had a, a mech in it, and I had three D printed a mech bay and put in a you know put in a Black Knight kind of thing in there, right? Nice. Yeah. And then uh, and then the other one was uh, a little of the story behind that was uh, it was kind of a recon job where both sides had uh come across blips of possible enemies and they were in a storm and they had to they had to drop these little beacons in each other's uh edge of the board kind of thing yeah so it it ended up you know you had to close in to this battle right you had to to get in there so just little things like that um 
and it and it was another thing another question that was kind of popped in my head too because i've been 3d printing tons of terrain for mm-hmm. uh for for battletech from hills to buildings to, yeah uh industrial um and i know when i was playing there uh when jason first popped off at ipg there um yeah had the 3d hills and stuff do you guys uh play with a lot of um th- you know 3d stuff or like or is it mainly just the play mats and, and the, the map sheets you guys play with or you know um, is there a complication you know is, is there the what's the really the big difference or or um anything that has to change with that you know what i mean so uh i'm trying to answer this question without throwing anyone under the bus and they'll know who they are <laughs> um because <laughs> I've been trying to get two two of my buddies to uh, get me a full 3D set, make me a full 3D set of, set of terrain for about three or four years. Because um, we, well, I'd say we primarily do use the the map sheets and the and the rollout maps. Um, 3D terrain, the game plays really well with 3D terrain. Um, if you get the hexes um, at 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 one and a half or 1.25. Uh, in Texas, like Battletech's normally 1.25. I find 1.5 is nice because then you can put trees up around them and stuff. Right. And the mechs kind of sit in the hex. Uh, my skirm partner, who I mentioned earlier, um, he, we, we played almost, ex- when him and I played, it's almost exclusively on 3D because he's got a really nice set in his house that he made. And uh, his is like two inch, which is a little too big. But it's it's really fun on on 3D terrain. There are really no complications. Um, if if you play with hexes underlying, you don't have to convert anything. Um, and for you guys who are familiar with you know measuring converting it into inches, if you do want to play with no hexes, isn't a big deal, right? Um, because you're so used to doing it from other games, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but it's yeah, no, it works really well, and it's the big the biggest advantage uh, is just how scenic it is. Yes. Yes, believe it's me, I've, I've I've set up a few of my, you know, map sheets and like, yeah, kind of design what I'm, you know, had a picture in my head, and it's like, okay, I got tons of city buildings for Trinity City or whatever, right? Yeah, got some roads, throw the roads, put the trees, put the buildings. It's like that looks pretty cool. Now I need to paint it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, um, and then yeah, I like I I. I think I went like hog wild for maybe four months of just continuous printing from like different types of hills to buildings to industrial complexes yeah. to like I even have I even have like partially um city walls. You know, nice. like fortifications yeah. and like they're pretty big. Yeah. But... Yeah, and and that's the beautiful thing with 3D terrain is you can truly create those like one of a kind maps. Like yeah. I think probably what I would do if I was finding my, you know, if, if I was, well, I mean, I will be again this year. Once leagues uh, up and running, I'll be running my own campaign again on Fridays. But I think the ideal mix for me personally would be for sort of the more, I don't, I don't want to call them generic missions, but the more standard things, you know, yeah. just throwing out a couple of map sheets is good. But for any of those big set pieces that you really want to be memorable, you know, you stick a big, uh, you know, the Kickstarter mini dropship painted up in there with actual 3D terrain and buildings. And it's like, you know, 
you're playing in, you're playing in the bigs then right it like people look at that and they just go what is that right and that's i want to play that i know for the events i ran in october of 2019 uh, i borrowed my buddy's 3d terrain and we were actually playing at oh what's it called it's one of the local onslaught? rpg conventions no. no not onslaught uh i didn't make onslaught i had something that week but it was right around the same time as onslaught i oh, it's gonna bug me that i can't remember the name of them been there i've been there three years but or is it origin con yeah i think it's like origin con or something but it's an rpg convention and you know we had a but we had, every single guy in there was like what is this this looks so cool with the 3d terrain and the big mechs and all painted and they were nice. they're like i want to play this right <laughs> so it's it's a it's a great game um and it's it's so nice because it's so scalable too like you can play one-on-one depending on the opponents and your experience level like you can play a lance on lance in three four hours um if you're you know pretty new yeah if you're a veteran um or you play fast you can play a company on a company in four to five hours classic rules oh wow yeah um and then the other thing is because of how the op forces scale and everything like you can play it like you know like D. you can play your gm against two three four five six seven players and then if you have guys drop in if you got a big 12 unit op force or 15 unit op force you just divide here take these two units here take these two units right yeah it's a great game for playing with drop-ins or a set group and it's just so you can do anything with BattleTech, man. You can play whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want. You want to just play primitives, Age of War, you can do it. You want to play the latest and greatest from the Ill Clan, you can do it, right? Nice. Nice. That's uh that's so so true. And uh yeah, it's it, it's very cool. It it's reassures me of my, you know, love for for the universe and the game and, and just everything that they have out for it. Like Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a classic, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that is. And I'm glad it, I'm glad it survived the hardships and, uh, I'm very, very happy that it's made a big comeback and has a really good presence here in the city. Um, yep. and then, you know, knowing that Calgary also, you know, our sister city has, um, a good following down there too, which gives me. Uh, you know, hope and whatnot that wow, things could actually be really, really good, and it, yeah, it, it, they are really good, is what I should say. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, good, it's good to hear. Definitely. Yeah, they had I think 18 for their first season, will be right around there. Um, you know, the joke has been for, for, for five years, they've seven years, we've been talking about doing some sort of cross event. And it, you know, may actually, we may actually have the people now to do it once everything kind of clears up here. Um, although I, I was, I was, I was teasing the guys down there that when we need to do the first provincial championship, because you know the Edmonton champ will be from Edmonton unless somebody from out of city registers, and I'm the Calgary champ, we can just play it in somebody's basement on a Tuesday afternoon. And yeah. Here's the provincial title. <laughs> there you go. There you have so, it. There you have it. But, nice. Well, one last question for you. Inner Sphere Clan. Okay, this is a tough one. Um, <laughs> because, and I'll explain why. Because when I started, I was absolutely only understood the clans, only knew about the clans. I, Like I mentioned, I what's an Atlas? Who's, who's Hans Davian, right? Yeah. 
And then, of course, now that I'm super into it, um, I, 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 I gotta go IS. Nice. Um, but it is close. Like I, I guess it's probably more accurate to say I've, I've got a list of favorite factions. My favorite is the word of Blake. Um, and that comes from being an agent, running the games. It's fun to play the bad guys. <laughs> and it's, nice. and, and the nice thing with the word of Blake is as opposed to the other Battletech bad guys for the most part is the other bad guys in Battletech, like, you know, the clans, when the clans invaded, they were the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Before that in 3025, the Cretans were the bad guys, realistically, and the Capellans. But as people as people like them, they kind of, you know, oh, the Cretans went from being evil to, well, you know, here's the, all the nuance of Cretan culture, and here's a more moderate coordinator, and the clans, oh, well, you know, Clan Wolf's pretty cool, and these guys are cool, and here's all the good guy clans. The Word of Blake are just the bad guys. They're not redeemed. They don't ever become cool. They're they're just the bad guys. And that's what I enjoy about them. And, you know, when you can drop nukes on people in a campaign and they can watch their unit get burned to ash by a nuclear <laughs> device, you can you can leave a good lasting impression on them and really make them hate the guys they're fighting, right? Oh, no doubt. So, no doubt. I know Jason is already... <laughs> I hate those I'm guys. Converting him. <laughs> I'm converting him. He's he's already talking to Phil about, like, oh, man, I could get all those Omnis. And... Yeah. See, that's the problem. You, you, you're around me too long, and all of a sudden you'll start to understand the World of Blake, and then, then they're just misunderstood. And, and then you look behind you, and you have 36 Celestials, and you're just like, where'd they come from? <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So. Well, again, uh, thank you for, for joining me, actually. This is really, really fun. Good time. Good info. Um, yeah. It's finally good to, to actually sit down and kind of talk a little bit, too, which was great. Um, yeah. You know, hopefully, you'll, you'll see my face a bit more at the shop there. I think I'm going to try to come down on the Fridays. And, uh, That'd be even, awesome. Might even check out the Thursdays and see how your your uh, little campaign is going there as well, actually. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, we... I would be anytime you can make it down it would be great. I know there we'll see about this week, like I mentioned before we went on the air. Just got some family stuff I'm taking care of. But um they're about to wrap up sort of a second little mini camp mini arc for their Cretans right now in uh 3045, just prior to clan invasion. Um seventh Pesh regulars way out on the the edge of the inner sphere dealing with pirates. Mm-hmm. And um once this has been wrapped up. The second one, I, I've actually got to pull the players and see. We might be moving to more of a time of war bent. We might be staying pretty standard, uh, total, you know, total warfare rules. Uh, we'll see. It's it's going to be fun, but uh, nice. yeah, no, it'd be great to great to have you guys out anytime. I mean, we're you know Fridays and and uh, Thursdays are open for drop ins. Um, you know, anyone who wants to show up and play can show up and play. So nice. Um, there you go. So yeah. So again, thank you for for joining me on the session. And uh, you know, um, anybody who's interested, please please check out uh, the Edmonton BattleTech League. Um, there's also the other two pages. Uh, we have the Edmonton BattleTech No Guts No Galaxy. And uh, we also have what is it? The Alberta BattleTech? Northern Al- Northern Alberta BattleTech chapter, something oh, like there that. You, yeah, there you go. Northern Alberta, yeah, 
you know, th- thanks actually. You took, I think, well, one, thank you so much for having me on. I, as you can probably tell, anytime I get the chance to talk about Battletech, you can't get me to shut up. Uh, I, I enjoy it so much. Uh, and it's been great to it's been great to be on. And you did my cheap plug for me, so I didn't even have to do my don't cheap plug. So. <laughs> hey, gotta gotta promote the communities, man. That's what it's all yeah, about, right? Got tell you tell you're working with pros when they got they just worked that in, you know. So. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I hope you guys uh, have enjoyed the episode. Um, as always, check out our Facebook page, Trident Wargaming, Instagram. Check that out as well. Um, obviously, you're watching this on YouTube or listening on, you know, whatever uh, podcasting device. Um, and look out for a couple of uh, probably Battletech projects, com- projects coming out in the future here. I know I got to finish off some Merrick forces. Um, and then uh, I got to jump back on my Clan Wolf and Steiner forces to finish those guys off. So. And then we'll see what happens next. But um, again, thanks guys for joining us. And we will catch you guys next time. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.